This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is a download from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, log on to the BBC Asian Network website. Rajan Pablo. Happy Christmas to you from us, Rajan Pablo. We hope you're enjoying the jolly season. We've come to add a bit of Bollywood spice to your festivities, starting with some celebrity sparkle with Salila Charia. Um, but firstly, so much is going on with um, PK and Amir Khan. Now, um, what's this about the um, Amir and Sachin Taldulkar their connection? You know, actually, Amir and Sachin are really good friends, and it's uh, not uncommon for Bollywood stars and for cricket stars to be very good friends, but they're very superstitious with each other as well. And it all started with Lagan almost 10 or 11 years ago. Apparently, Amir Khan showed Sachin Tendulkar as one of the first few people uh, to, uh, to see that film. And, you know, he stood back while Sachin watched the movie. Fantastic, obviously, because it was about cricket. And uh, it was like a good omen. And suddenly, the film became a super hit, right? And it continued. Then he did that with three idiots as well. And uh, Sachin loved that movie as well. And Amir said, okay, this is perfect. So... This will continue as a policy in my life. You know, I will try and show all the good films that I think that are there. Now, uh, Amir reciprocated that to Sachin in 2011 uh, in the Cricket World Cup, but in one position throughout the whole Cricket World Cup, because Sachin said, you're a good luck charm for us, so please don't move. So in the final of the Cricket match, Amir didn't move from one position for almost two hours. It was unbelievable. And now again, with uh, this new movie, PK, the first person to see it was Sachin Tendulkar. Amir showed it to him. Sachin said it's fantastic. So Amir said, that's it, man. This is my good luck charm. It's going to do really well. And the box office collections are well, pretty good. So here we go. Their connection continues. Good for them. Good for them. Now, what's all this about wig wars in Bollywood? <laughs> it's, it's, see, Anushka is wearing a wig. You know that. Uh, or at least some of us didn't know that. So let me clear that. She's wearing a wig. That's not how she's got her hair. But this wig was first made for three idiots, for Karina Kapoor, this exact same wig. And when she put it on then, she said, no, I'm not looking good. And Raju said, okay, fine, you know, don't wear this. Obviously not the same hair, but the same style. So she, she, he kept this wig with him for years and said, I'm going to use this style wig, you know. And so when Anushka came, he said, hey, why don't you try it? She wore it. It looked good. So they kept it. And Anushka's not upset about that, though, is she? She doesn't mind that it had been lying around for a few years. No, but that's why he's probably changed the hair, but the style is the same. But yeah, of course, she knows that Karina said no to this. But uh, like I said, it's looking better on, on uh, Anushka than Karina. I've never actually imagined Karina with short hair, so I wouldn't quite know about that. No. Um, there's some other stuff going on with PK as well, um, with regards to single screens. Yes, actually, uh, a number of single screen theatres revolted and refused to show PK because of the high ticket prices. What's happening is now the ticket prices have reached uh, exorbitant amounts for uh, all these big films. Happy New Year, Kick, uh, Bang Bang, and now uh, PK. But uh, it seemed that, you know, the industry said, you know, there's no point in showing this because nobody can afford the films. But Amir Khan has been very, very strong to his own uh, thought process. He hasn't lowered the prices along with the producers. And so, number of single screens, uh, there is no Amir Khan film, which is uh, historic. It's never, ever happened. Uh, I thought it would be resolved by, this thing by Friday, but it hasn't been done, and apparently the entire weekend will go. Unless they come up with a solution on Monday or Tuesday, I think there's going to be a problem. Clearly, it's going to affect the box office for that movie. 
Yes, of course, and especially in Mumbai, you know, Maratha Mandir, where DDHS has been showing for a thousand weeks, uh, you know, in that, it's a very famous theater in Gaiti Galaxy. This is where the pulse of Mumbai is actually found out. So uh, this is not just going to affect PK. I think this is uh, where the single screens have put their foot down. They will not increase the rates of the tickets uh, because they're there for the common man. And I think uh, big stars like Amir, Shah Rukh and Salman will have to figure out how they can sort of evenly distribute it. So they make the big money from the multiplexes, but if the public doesn't come to see it in the single screen, so this is historic. No Amir Khan film is ever released in the history of cinema and not released at Maratha Mandir or at Gaiti Galaxy, and the protest continues. So somebody's got to step into this, otherwise this is going to be a big loss for cinema, because if the normal public can't enjoy PK, uh, then they'll have to wait for it to come on TV, which is quite sad. And, you know, Amir's quite um, for the common man, and he stands up for their rights. Has he said anything? You know, the strange part is that he's actually not said anything about this. Uh, because Vidhuvinod Chopra is involved, you know, so I think Vidhuvinod Chopra is a very strong character himself. Uh, this has actually been going on for a while, you know, when, when you talked about Kick also, Salman's films, you know, you had Bang Bang or Happy New Year. And I think everybody's got to understand that uh, not everybody can afford 150, 200 ticket and some tickets have reached 700. Now, that's very expensive for Mumbai also, yeah. I mean, yeah. even if you look at us, you take five people, that's almost 5,000 rupees to watch a film. And if you don't like the film, no wonder you see so many people coming on social media to talk about the films because they're spending so much money on it. Yeah. So somebody's got to come out and regulate these prices and you can't just change the prices because it's a big film. Now, that's not a reason to change the price. You don't change the price of a car because Ritik Roshan is driving the car. <laughs> so I think somebody's got to do something about this entire uh, ticketing controversy. Uh, talking about Ritik Roshan, um, now, um, I'm hoping you're going to say that there's nothing going on and they're just mates because, um, I've, you know, Bipasha's kind of been linked to X, Y and Z, um, but now they're talking about Bipasha and Ritik. You see, uh, so I like to put two things in perspective. I love both of them, you know, as individuals. I think they're fantastic. They're super fit. But I don't know why uh, Bipasha is created, because I think it's created by her. So they go to Hong Kong, and there's a there's an entire event that's going on there. The random photographs of three people that are there so much on their Instagram are Bipasha, Ritik Roshan, and Malaika Arora Khan, and there are lots of them on her Instagram. You come about three weeks later for the alone party, okay? So there's her stylist's birthday, where there's Karan Singh Grover, her director, uh, there's Tanuja, the stylist, and there's Ritik Roshan again. So I'm think- thinking that nobody would have known this if Bipasha hadn't put this photograph up. So why is Ritik Roshan the odd one out suddenly? I get to know that they're apparently just good friends. But what I also find out is that apparently they're messing around with the public as well. You know, this is like a little joke going on. Since everybody wants to know who's in Ritik's life or Vipasha's life because they're both single right now. So this is, you know, the, the in, in Bombay we call this the Kira in their mind. Mm-hmm. And they plan to do this, you know, put up little photographs so that the gossip mills get, get working. You know, the PR campaign starts off, the newspapers talk about it. I'm talking to this about you. So I'm not, I'm not be able to put my finger on it as yet. Uh, Ritik's team has told me there's nothing going on. Uh, Bipasha's team, I don't know. But what I hear is that Bipasha's the one constantly putting these photographs up on, the, on uh, you know, Instagram. So I don't know why she's doing that. Either they should come out and say that we're suddenly the best of friends in Bollywood. Because why for 10 years did we never see a photograph of Bipasha and Ritik together ever? Why That's suddenly now? Well, maybe they'll be signing a film together in the near future. You never know. Not unless Ritik Roshan does a scary film. Does the only that's what we need. Ritik in a horror. No, but uh, no, Bipasha has got a record that she's proud to be the horror queen. 
Well, horror queen, she's now uh, the horror because the only film that she does is the horror film. So I think Vipasha's got it perfectly right, though I, I like the trailer alone. So I'm hoping that this one works for her at the box office. And, you know, I'm always rooting for her. She's like the underdog in Bollywood, yeah, always Indeed. fighting. I like her. Um, and Salil, quickly, before you go, we were earlier on the show, we talked about some award ceremonies taking place. Award season is upon us. Um, what is doing well? What is people? What are people surprised about? You know, I, I don't think the surprise is there. Everyone always says the same thing. I think uh, the films that make the most money seem to dominate the box office, which is actually wrong. And they've been creating these new awards. So, uh, you know, obviously Shah Rukh Khan, Farah Khan and Abhishek Bachchan have been dominating the award categories. But they've been creating. So there was a time when it was simple. Best film and best actor. Now you have best comedic film, best action film, best thrilling film, best first film, uh, Scorcher director of the year, uh, technical <laughs> director of the year. Now, come on, man. I don't know who's trying to please who. And I don't think the public uh, it can be made a fool anymore. How can you have seven best film categories? So I have to rest my case there. I think it's become quite a fast, these award functions. Salil, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Our super sexy, slim Salil Acharya, all the way from Mumbai. Have a great Christmas. Thank you, guys. PK has been the talk of the year. That poster with that transistor held by that actor. Amir Khan's annual release has opened in cinemas this week. He was the star of the movie talking about the controversial image and his co-stars. The photographs that you saw in, in the poster was... We haven't done a separate photo shoot. These are all stills. Every still that you see is taken from uh, on the set while the scene was being performed. So that's one of the moments of the film, actually. I don't like to reveal uh, some of the key things of the film. And uh, my character, what my character is, is one of the key things of the film. So there are a lot of speculations. Uh, people, Some people feel I'm an alien. Some people feel I'm uh, an alcoholic. Some people feel I've lost my memory. Uh, so various theories are going about. But we don't want to deny or, or accept any theory because we prefer that you see the film, yeah. and then you enjoy it more that way. Okay. Sushant uh, is a really wonderful actor. I've seen him in Kaipoche, mm-hmm. and I really liked him. I really, really liked him. He's uh, someone with a lot of potential, mm-hmm. and he can go a long way. He's really good, and he's a fine-looking boy, mm-hmm. very handsome and a great actor, great dancer, and he's done really well in PK as well. And uh, Anushka, uh, so has Anushka. I think she's done a fantastic job she's looked very different as well and and she's uh, i've always liked anushka she's been she's always been a very very natural kind of performer i've always found her very natural and it was real fun working with her it was really a joy working with her and 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 with uh, baman and you know and sanju was like the highlight for me actually Working with Sanju. PK producer Vedu Vinod Chopra visited London recently. We took the opportunity to talk to him about the movie. Welcome to London and to the BBC Asian Network on the Rajan Pablo show. Um, firstly, we're very excited about PK. What's the one thing that's really exciting you about the movie? That it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. enough. (laughs) That's done. No, but, you know, in the sense of the movies that you make, that all three of you make together, there's such high expectations that it's going to be magical. What's magical for you about PK? The fact that we had an idea and that we have executed that 
in a in the best possible way. And when I say we, I talk of Abhijat Joshi, Raju, and me. We are the original three idiots who write, who create, co-create. I think, I think the idea has been well communicated. Um, how did you come up with the idea, though? I, I mean, you know, from three idiots to PK, was it something that you kind of thought, okay, it's a natural transition, or was it something that you kind of thought, oh, this is a great idea, we need to sit and write this? See, it, it was an idea that that we had while filming three idiots. Raju had this idea. He shared it with Amir as early as when we were filming Three Idiots. And then we started developing the idea. And it took three years of actually writing day and night to get the idea to... See, it's it's nice to have an idea. But then how do you... Put, it's like your show. You may have an idea that this is what I want to convey in the show. But how do you say it in an entertaining fashion? And how do you make people pay money and entertain them, and yet get your idea across. That's the tough part. So um, is this film with a message as well? Well, I hate the word message. Mm, it's, it's not, there is no message, but hopefully it'll make you, it'll enrich your life. When you're writing then, how do you kind of make sure that there's something that everyone can take out of this movie without making an underlying message? Um, see, you, you can never be sure of that. All you can do is convey what, you, what is in your mind. Mm. Honestly, it's like this interview. I'm telling you honestly what I think mm. is the answer to your question. Now, you may interpret it or some listener may interpret it one way or the other. Some may say, oh, he's a nice guy saying nicely. And the other guy may say, oh, he's arrogant. He just said, oh, I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. All I can do is communicate or convey honestly my idea to you in this, in this talk or in my movie. So did you write specifically with Amir in mind? No, not at all. I never write, or we don't write with an actor in mind. Right. We write a film, and then we see which actor fits that, that role. And uh, hopefully that actor agrees, that's great. If he doesn't, we go to the next one. So how did Amir come on board? Amir, because he had heard the idea during three years, and right. he liked it. And then when once the, the script was done, he, he loved the script, so he came over. I mean, really, finally, it's the script. Mm. It's, it's not like, oh, I'm your friend and I'm going to do a dud movie for you because, you know, I love you. No. And um, uh, is there any high points of the movie, anything that is particularly your favorite part of the movie? You know, there is so much in this film that it's very difficult for me to say my favorite part, but the, my really favorite part is when I see Sanjay Dutt in the film because it makes me very happy to see him on screen and it's nice to see Munabhai with Rancho and particularly... When they their, their, their sequence in the movie, I, I have a very... Every time I see him on screen, I smile because I know he's in jail. Uh, was it quite sad when, um, you know, when that all happened, the whole episode of Sanjay going to jail after he'd finished filming? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sad, but it's also, you know, I believe that all of us have to finally pay for what we do. Hmm. And that's the right way. That's how it hmm. should be. But it makes you sad at the same time. Coming back to PK, were you surprised at the reaction to the original poster? No, I was shocked. I had no idea that they would react that way. I mean, for me, that poster just told the story of my movie. There was nothing in that poster that I found, ah! And suddenly everybody was going, what is this transistor and man has no clothes? Man, that's the story. Think about it. There is a man in Rajasthan on a railway track who's wearing nothing. All he has is a transistor. That's the story. Do you not think it was more people's imagination getting carried away with them? Well, I don't know, but for me, it was a surprise. I, I didn't expect that reaction. And what was it like working with Anushka? 
It was fine. She fitted the role. It's like, you know, it's like every time when we do casting, when you cast Vidya Balan in Parinita, you cast uh, Sharman Joshi in uh, Ferrari Ki Savari, or I took for Broken Horses, I got an actor called Vincent D'Onofrio from New York. It's just that whoever is right for the role, we try and seek that person. When we wrote the film, Anushka was the first choice of Raju, and, and she said yes, and that was great. What can we say? We're looking forward to watching the movie. Thank you very much. Thank you. And here's what some of London's cinema goers thought of the movie. I thought it was a fantastic film. It was very thought-provoking. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that it was quite long, but at the same time, I really enjoyed the fact that it was so intense, and yet it was funny. I mean, there was a lot of comedy involved. So it made you think, but at the same time, you were laughing throughout the whole thing. Amir Khan's performance is amazing. The fact that he got that accent spot on and kept it really funny throughout the movie. The Bayari sort of touch, that was really good. Uh, I thought the best fact about the movie was that it stayed very true to the Raji Hirani style. So in the beginning of the movie, everything seems very confusing and seems quite irrelevant. But at the end of it, like they said, everything ties together. It's really amazing to see that they've taken the topic of religion, which in India is quite sensitive, and made it very entertaining, made, made it very relatable because they had sort of an inclusion of all the religions. At the same time, they've made us think, they've made us question our own beliefs and faiths and take a different perspective to it, just like the idiots did with education in India. So I think that was my favourite part. I thought this movie maintained its innocence while portraying a serious topic, and it really, like, it addresses something that's a huge situation causing different rifts between different peoples unnecessarily. It addresses people's concerns and the fear that people have, as opposed to the love people should have between each other and the brotherhood that should be addressed, which is drifting apart and causing the segregation. So it touches that topic. And it also portrays it in a very light mood. So it doesn't portray it as serious as it is, but it gets people thinking about it and wondering, okay, how can we change ourselves? Or what are we doing wrong? Which is what I really liked about this movie. It was more difficult to portray this role than it was perhaps the role um, in Three Idiots. Mm -hmm. But they both were very thought-provoking films. I think the, the purpose of the film was very similar. I, I love the fact that there were so many different moods in the movie. If, when it was funny, it was funny, and I was, I was laughing, and it, it was great. When it was a serious message, it was portrayed in such a way that th it put things into perspective, and a lot of the messages from the movie about faith not having a label, people not having a label, these are kind of messages that I've been brought up with, and I think the movie kind of just summarized that and strengthened you know, my belief and what my mother has been telling me since I've been growing up, that you know, it doesn't have a label. So I think it just, it just solidified my opinions. And as it's been mentioned, it's a topic that people tend to stay away from because it's not an easy one to discuss and it's one that causes a lot of conflict, which is evident in a lot of the world, and it was shown in the movie as well. Um, so I think the way that this movie's been produced, it's, it's brought this out very, very, it's, it's got a lot of impact in it. People will receive it in a positive manner. I, yes, definitely would see it again, just because the message is so strong. Um, more than me seeing it again, I would definitely recommend it to anyone else. I really enjoyed the end, where, where sort of you see everything really come together. Um, I think there are lots of loose ends in the film where you're not really sure how they fit in. So we, in fact, we're talking about that as the film was going on. Why is that relevant? But as you go on, you sort of see, okay, I'm not really sure how that's going to fit in. And at the end, the way they pull everything together, together they, they tie all the, all the loose strings together. I thought it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. 
You can catch the full show online at bbc.co.uk slash Asian Network. Hear music from one of 2015's first releases, Devor. And see if you can guess our film line in Kya Dialogue here. We'll be back at 10am next Saturday with a roundup of the year gone by. That's right here on the BBC Asian Network. Be sure to tune in. Bye bye. Thank you for downloading from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, log on to the BBC Asian Network.